pod. God damn it. I was trying to <laughs> cut him off at the pass. Hello, efforts. I'm your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to the NFL edition of Football and Other F-Words. Uh, today on the NFL edition, we'll be talking about NFL news. We'll be talking about some three-quarter of the year awards. We're going to give out awards for the season if the season ended today. I can't believe we're already three quarters of the year through the. Through it's the, not okay. Through the year. Yeah, and college football's almost already over. Audience, yeah. please. Yeah, please. Come down. That's enough. Come down, audience. Yeah, college football is pretty much over. Yeah. Uh, as is tradition, I'm joined by some hooligans. Uh, this first guy, he might be a little sad because of the goings on in college football at Zebo. I do. I really do not want to face uh, Oklahoma. I'm a little scared of Oklahoma. Just a little bit, as an Alabama fan. Yeah. Well, How's your college team doing, Keith? I don't. I don't. My do college that sort of team thing. sucks. Okay. So I don't want to hear about Alabama and their woes. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm also joined by Mr. Lebowski, who the crowd just can't get enough of. Oh, I don't have a sound drop. Oh, okay. you had three well, sound drops. Have a little bit. You want the children booing? Um, I don't know why I just got booed by children, but I'm Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> Oh, it's probably because of that anti-child comment that you said at the end of the last What? Pod. On the Titans, but where I said children should be seen and not heard? I don't even <laughs> think they should be seen, to be honest with you. Get them to seven, get them acting right, bring them into public. Yeah, that's right, children. They don't like it. That's why nobody likes you. They don't like it. Well, we, we still pay for your bills, so you can boo all you want. <laughs> uh, let's get to NFL news and notes. Um, something that we'd been talking about before uh, came to pass. Mike McCarthy was fired as the head coach of the Packers. <laughs> about damn time. It's about four years too late. And Joe Philbin is yeah. going to be – that's who you're going to choose for the head coach? Yeah, interim head coach Ugh. Joe Philbin of, mm. uh, of four year or three years of bad Miami football fame. Yeah, it's uh, – huh. it sucks for them. Yeah. Sorry that, you know, you've, you, got Brett, you went from Brett Favre, Darren Rodgers, and had a Super Bowl win in between all that. It's rough. I, I'm, I really feel sorry for you Packers fans. Tugging at the heartstrings. Yeah. I feel like if you're Joe Philbin, just go ahead and lease an exotic sports car and live it up right now because there's no way in hell you're <laughs> lasting for any length of time. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, around next It'd year. It'd be awesome if they fired their interim head coach before the <laughs> season's over. Oh, my goodness. Listen, if if the rumors are true, you know, Aaron Rodgers was pretty much the do-or-die decision. Yeah. I mean, Player coach. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Philbin doesn't watch his shit. No, like the way he calls the game <laughs> next week. He could be on the ice. He's going to get that uh, State Farm agent in there. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't poop. No. He just meditates and makes no, it that's his. No, that's his sports agent. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, so Rogers is apparently audibling out of all of McCarthy's play calls. Is that right? Yeah. SI had an article today, uh, well-written article about basically it turned into the Mike McCarthy versus Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy would call a play and if Aaron Rodgers didn't like it, he would just audible and just roll with his own play. And then it started turning into a competition of whose play was actually going to get called. Well, now it makes me wonder if who who's responsible for the bad offensive play calls. I'm still going right? with Mike McCarthy. I mean, I mean, you would have to think it's Mike McCarthy, yeah. but you also got to remember Mike McCarthy was a offensive kind of guru. But when <clears throat> you know, I, I think I remember back in the day when he took over, he was um, I think it was quarterbacks coach. 
or he was offensive coordinator at the time, mm-hmm. and I felt that he was wholly unqualified to, for this job. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, you know, it just took nine to eight, ten years to, you know, yeah. pr- prove, prove me right, but I yeah. still was right. So in, indulge me for a second. Let's indulge. Well, in, in, indulge with me for a second. So Aaron Rodgers comes back from a week one injury, quote unquote, a pretty much improbable. What did they say at the time? That he partially tore his ACL or yeah. they feared he had. Did yeah. we ever confirm that? I think it was just end up being a sprain or something. Okay. So again, indulge me here. So Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, comes off the field, meets with the team doctors. They probably tell him whatever. I feel like at this point, someone close to Rodgers or his agent leaks to the press or tells the press that they fear it's an ACL tear. And I believe it's done to try to preemptively go ahead and end McCarthy's career, right? Yeah. You, week one, your star quarterback gets hurt. This offensive line, blah, 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 the shit you put together is not working. Got to get your ass out of here. He then miraculously comes back out and wins the game despite getting his ass hurt from Mike McCarthy's players out there. I don't know. Is it that crazy? Now that he's gotten his ass fired and we find out that he's audibly all the play calls that are out there. Do you think maybe a little bit of that was hammed up to try to just add another stone to the top of his I grave? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, just to further this, solidify, they got to get this rid of guy's his pretty much alienated his real life family. So why not his football family? It's mm. an excellent point. I mean, you're talking about a man who walked away from his parents, his brother. Well, I can understand why I walked away from his brother, but Olivia Munn. Yeah, that one I will not get. I'll never understand why you let that one go. That's a whole other podcast. And you, down, but you downgrade to Danica Patrick. That is a downgrade. Yeah, that is a downgrade. Congratulations, <laughs> she can drive in a circle. But <laughs> no, I, I do. Hey, it's I, better than most women. I, uh, <laughs> but no, so I, I legitimately think that Where's was just that child. Ad, oh. <laughs> I just yeah. The, Damn children. But, <laughs> no, I really do think that, that that whole kind of stunt, if you want to call it that, at the beginning of the year about him possibly having a torn ACL and come back out and playing is also a little bit of putting another uh, stone on his grave. I heard people already throw uh, Josh McDaniel's name into the, the ring for the head coaching job. And I'm thinking there was no way that Josh McDaniels and Aaron Rodgers would ever get along. No. I just cannot. Furthermore, there is not a head. There's not a front office in this league that would trust that mousy son of a bitch to come <laughs> in there and even entertain interviewing for the job after what he pulled. With well, the now coach. that you called him mousy in their cheese heads in Wisconsin, oh, now I think it's going to happen. It's the match yeah. made in heaven. Yeah. Are you? Getting a phone call. I am. Can you answer this live on yeah, air? Why not? Let's see who it is. Well, we tried listening to it, but we then did. it failed. We mm-hmm. did try listening. Now I could have listened to the whole thing yeah. and figured out what it is actually about. Yeah. yeah. What a disaster. What were we talking about? Mike McCarthy and his shitty career. Oh, Josh McDaniel oh, being right. a rat fuck. Josh McDaniels being a rat fuck. Yeah. There's no front office that'll trust him to even come in an interview after we pulled with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's switch teams. Let's talk about the Panthers and their sudden decline from zero and four world beaters to uh, to the four four game slide. Yeah, that's crazy. All of a sudden, bad Cam Newton came to play. Bad Cam Newton, who shows up to a presser yesterday with a suit jacket, a suit vest, no shirt on underneath. He can no, he can never surprise me with what he's wearing anymore. I, I cease to be constantly surprised me with his terrible well, hat choices. There would be one thing that would surprise me if he showed up in just a normal suit with yes. no hat. 
or your glasses. If he came out in a t-shirt and jeans, I'd be blown away. <laughs> What's happening? Here? Well, I like that this guy did this after I apologized, you know, for calling him bad, mm-hmm. and then he goes and does what I. Yeah. So I'm taking back my apology. I rescind the apology. <laughs> You're bad. You're trash. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the um, the Panthers have fired. Pretty much everybody, right? <laughs> they fired their defensive line coach, who is Brady Hoke of Michigan Wolverine fame, and they also fired a def- cornerbacks coach. I don't know why. I mean, their defense, yes, it was bad, but I don't think it was directly those two people's fault. Yeah, I, I think Ron Riviera's his seat's a little warm. He's getting at he's getting this hot. point, especially after <laughs> last year, and now you got this year so far starting out really good, and now you're just collapsing at it, the worst time. Especially with the emergence of uh, McCaffrey and yeah. how good yes. he's been playing, and you're wasting this now. Yeah, River, Riverboat Ron has been uh, dipping into the kids' college fund a little much to cover his uh, gambling debts. And not to mention that awful Pepsi ad where he freezes he the kicker. Be, he should be fired for the Pepsi ad alone. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the Pepsi ad. Uh, did, well, can consider yourself lucky. You should it's look a war it up. Crime. Oh, I'll be it's, looking at it yeah. later. Horrendous. I'd rather watch Chechnya war films than watch that commercial <laughs> again. Uh, but yeah, they're six and six and in danger of missing the playoffs. I think they would miss the playoffs if the season ended today. Yes, and if, if I'm not mistaken. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if it weren't for the NFC East being, are they in the South? Are they in the NFC East or South? I, I don't know the NFC. <laughs> Both of them Very are well. fucking dumpster fire at this point. Besides the Saints, so <coughs> yeah. <coughs> They lost it, to the Bucks. They lost to the Bucks, and this loss to the Bucks somehow, the, by them winning, the Bucks are, are still have a shot somehow getting the playoffs in yes, this NFC. Over there. Yes. Yeah, technically they have a shot. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand. But that. I, I think that Ron has a good chance of getting fired, and you know, Norv Turner's there. You, if another, if you drop another game, they could easily switch to Norv Turner to head coach. Yeah. This is going to be a wild offseason for coaches. Because there's not many good head coaching candidates out there. So when you get all these jobs, yeah. Yeah. Ron Riviera will get another job. Mike McCarthy will get another job if they were, I mean, if Ron gets fired. So, I mean. Jackson? No. 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 (laughs) Well, depending on if Marvin Lewis gets fired or not. I just want to see what this, like, uh, arms race for, like, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be. Because he's, like, the, the. golden child for some reason at the moment he's the offensive wonderkin who's going to come in and give you your sean mcveigh yeah. that you want even though he could he did he wasn't you know he got just got fired in college he's going right. to come save your nfl uh team yeah it's interesting it's him yeah. and uh, uh the sooners head coach who i can't think yeah. of his name lincoln uh, yeah lincoln yeah. riley, lincoln riley. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, be interested to see because it's it's definitely going to be an arms race for it's going to be an arms race for coaches anyway. Yeah, someone's going to be left out because we've got. I mean, just off the top of my head, you got the Browns, you've got obviously the Packers, you've got um, Tampa that's probably going to part ways, and then you've got Carolina, which is starting to look like riverboat maybe. Mm-hmm. Never know. Sink, you, so <laughs> you never know about the Cowboys, the Bengals, right. yeah. I mean, those teams that are doing. I mean, the Bengals aren't doing that well, but. I mean, the Cowboys could all of a sudden implode. Uh, I think I don't think Jay Gruden's job is that safe right now over at the Redskins. Right. And I I think that's a real possibility. Vance Joseph, even if he goes 8-8 eight and eight or even makes somehow makes it to a winning record, but even, there's another job that could be open. Even those, Wilkes. Yeah. yeah. Wilkes even those first two with, I mean, with Green Bay, you automatically get Aaron Rodgers. That's a hell of a pull. But then, you know, the Browns, that's not a slouch job anymore. That's suddenly where you're looking at, 
a team that's balled in and a Baker Mayfield. I mean, that that's two positions right there that that are guaranteed. Obviously, need a head coach, and we named four, five, six programs that are yeah. probably going to end up needing coaches. So Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, Dolphins. I mean, there's a lot You're of teams. About seven possible. This is going to be yeah, fucking. It's going to be. There's not crazy. seven good no, coaches. No, Doug there's Marone could get fired maybe. for the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking at. Someone, it, hell, Steelers keep going down their road. They've been looking for a reason to get rid of Mike Tomlin. If they keep losing games and making yeah. stupid if they decisions, miss the playoffs? there's another one. Yeah, I mean. John Harbaugh a few weeks ago he was on the list of, mm-hmm. of candidates that until Lamar Jackson came but in. But that's the one that would easily get another job. Like there's a lot of right. head coaches that got fired that will get fired. Yeah, that probably just need a little bit of change of scenery. Mm. But there's gonna be. I mean, the Bengals may just hold on to Marvin Lewis literally just because they know. Right. Well, there's nobody else really Har- that better. Harbaugh deserves another job. Mike yeah. McCarthy deserves to go run an Applebee's, which is what he should have been doing <laughs> in the first place. Not even a Logan's Roadhouse. Not even Not a Logan's. Talk about a, a place that just microwaves everything. Yeah, I'm just glad we're tying Applebee's back into this. Yeah. Applebee's. If you're looking for not. Very good items. <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> it's a glowing recommendation. It's your neighborhood's uh, Beef O'Brady's. Yeah. Applebee's. I can't say anything about Beef O'Brady's. I got a little wild in one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting wild, uh, Tom Brady got 1,000 career rushing yards this past yes. week. He joined the 1,000-yard club for his career. What a what a wonderful moment that yeah, was. 265 <laughs> games to get to 1,000 rushing yards. And... Newton did it in 23 games. Russell Wilson did it in 31, and Marcus did it in 45 games. Jeez. 265 games. And Tom Brady being Tom Brady, who constantly floats between I love him and hate him, released a pretty funny video today where he retired for about 10 seconds. <laughs> and uh, it was him standing outside of, I presume, his house in a, a very nice-looking Aston Martin DB9. And uh, he makes a video saying that you know all the trials and tribulations of winning Super Bowls are nice and all. But it's all for it's all he's been building to the point of just getting a thousand rushing yards. That's great. And he gets inside of his car and he goes, "So that's it. I'm riding into the sunset. I'm done." <laughs> and then he goes, "No, I'm just kidding. I'm heading to work." It's the final frontier. Was <laughs> that rushing so, yard I mean, total? Yeah, thousand rushing yards. Good for him. Yeah, there was a very funny uh, video posted by I think it was the Patriots organization that was like tribute video of him running in like slow motion with a yes <laughs> well there's some classical piece in the background yeah. i can't remember what the name of it was but yeah it was a uh, very very funny and it said tb 1k on it it was great <laughs> um so i wanted to talk about the steelers chargers game i went back and watched the end of it that i slept through <laughs> originally <laughs> but i specifically wanted to talk about offside of palooza uh, if you're not aware, oh, yes. at the end of the game, it came down to a field goal. The Chargers uh, kicker Badgley or Bagley, I don't know how you say it, um, had a shot to kick a field goal and win the game. And so uh, the Steelers jumped off sides, blocked the kick. Uh, it, it, he was barely off sides on the first one. Yeah. Uh, so they line it up. They move him five yards forward. They line him up. Uh, the Steelers jump off again, jump off sides again, block the second kick. <laughs> They move them five yards forward. They finally they jump off sides the third time, and they, the kicker actually makes the kick. And so they, of course, decline the penalty yeah. and, and it left. <laughs> is this a viable strategy no. at the end of the game? It, <laughs> it is, is not. It? It's is, not? You're just getting the kicker closer. I mean, I mean, you're just... What if you got it right, though, and you had blocked one of those kicks? Eventually. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I kind of... 
I kind of like where Keith is going with this one, and I kind of want to throw this out there. If it's a kick of 50 yards or greater, I say you fucking do it. Yeah. Because here's the thing. with How much how much is he penalty? Is it five yards? Yeah. Okay, so I think you do it twice. And if you rattle them bad enough to where on the third they botch the kick without you jumping off sides, or even if you're just flinching, doing all that bullshit, <laughs> and it works and they miss the kick, I think it's worth it. I think it makes more sense than trying to ice the kicker with a timeout because everybody knows that's coming. That shit doesn't work. How did you approach Mike Tomlin with this idea? Right. Like, hey, I've been thinking. Just bear with me on this. It's going to get a little weird in in this kind of a situation, but I got the perfect plan. Yeah. Come on. Omar Epps has probably already thought about this. <laughs> I mean, it, it's obvious that, you know, he's about three steps above the Bengals anyway from letting his team do whatever the fuck they want. So, <laughs> listen, I say go for it. I mean, yeah, it was very stupid to watch last time. By the way, the officiating crew was so fucking over it by the time <laughs> it happened the third time. Literally, how they called the last play was – Jump off sides, the kick was good. The officiating crew, I mean, it's like as he's jogging off the field, he was, <laughs> he said, kick is good, calls decline. <laughs> just, it was having fucking none of it, just let it get out of there. Well, I just love in the same day that we had that ridiculous play calling by a coach or game planning. And then in our game, the Titans game, Mike Vrabel had the genius move before the two minute warning in the fourth quarter to purposely put out 12 guys on the field. Because it's a it stops the clock yeah. on a timeout, and, yeah. and and so he saved a timeout after a te- after we've seen our team burn through timeouts like there were nothing in the first quarter yeah. of, of games, so it was just kind of uh, it was yeah. nice to see the coaching parallels between Mike Tomlin and and that's uh, one of those things where you, you, you your job as a coach is to put your team in the best possible chance to win, and I think that. I think Vrabel definitely did it. I have no idea about that strategy for Tomlin, <laughs> yeah. but um, I don't. I don't think it was a strategy. I mean, is that is that kind of the path that we're going down with this? Is that that was actually a strategy last night? It wasn't just the team just being undisciplined. No, there's no way you jump off sides three times in a row. Yeah, no especially way. not as egregious as the second one was. They they hadn't even snapped the ball. The guys were so like, "You're you're saying that it's just the team sucks." I'm saying the team sucks, but I'm saying if you wanted to make it a strategy, I <laughs> yeah. say fuck it, go for it. Why not? I think it makes just as much sense as calling a timeout to ice the kicker. However, the yardage has got to make sense. Yeah, yeah. If it's a 50, 55 yeah. yard field goal, you don't do it. If it's if it's a, they're definitely going to make this probably. Yeah. Go for it. Exactly. Yeah. If it's if it's plus fifty or something, no. Nah, let the yardage handle itself. But speaking of this game, uh, I I was I started watching Die Hard and I fell asleep, so <laughs> I didn't even Christmas get to the movie. game. Yeah, the best Christmas movie. <laughs> I didn't even get through Die Hard. I woke up and the credits were rolling. Um, Clay the Bill Clay. But this morning, everybody is saying that Antonio Brown is pretty much already retired in his head and stuff. There's The Antonio Brown is not good anymore takes have already started rolling in from mm. various news outlets. Oh, Jesus Spicy. Spicy hot take. <laughs> One guy said that they're, he's already retired. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it's just you say. So, it's pure lunacy. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's just idiots. 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 This world is filled with idiots. <laughs> I agree. So I feel like we have to talk about it. Kareem, Come out to the coast. It's probably tired as hell by the time this comes out. But Kareem Hunt, of course, got... Uh, what happened? He got released. Really? Yeah. What did he do? I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it. He got released for yeah. uh, kicking and pushing a woman in a hotel hallway or something. Right? 
This yeah. came out on TMZ, not from the NFL. Correct. And so he was released from the Chiefs and uh, put on the commissioner exempt list. And then he was put on waivers, passed waivers without anyone claiming him. We're so proud Which of you, I was Washington. A little, I was a little surprised by it. Really? Yeah. I was a little surprised that he didn't get claimed by someone. He was on the exempt list, so there was no way he was going to play yeah. until he was off of that. But yeah, I was slightly surprised after the Redskins did that and then basically shrugged when everybody got mad at them for yeah. doing that uh, with uh, the 49ers, Reuben Foster. Um, if they didn't have Darius Geis, yeah. they probably would have picked him up. Let's be honest. Yeah. I was I was honestly expecting him to, which is terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, good job, Washington. Thanks a, for not shitting all over the floor. Yeah, I've seen a, <laughs> a few takes on the TMZ getting the video and NFL having a hard time getting the video. Yeah. And I think the best argument I saw that dis the argument is for the NFL just being complete lazy shitheads when it comes to this stuff was that they every week. There's at least 16 games almost, at, at the most, where the NFL has deals with hotels where they the, not only do the home team players stay in a hotel, but also the uh, players for uh, the away team, of course. Mm-hmm. So they all stay in these hotels. So you're, they're saying, what you're telling me is this, this company that spends probably millions on hotel rooms or, or is responsible for hotel revenues in certain cities – couldn't get a couldn't leverage a hotel right. someone in the hotel staff to get this video, yeah. but TMZ could. Right. I mean, it's no. it's very lazy. The they NFL, don't want to know. There's no. Yeah. There's nothing about the NFL couldn't get the video. The NFL didn't want the video. That I guarantee it went down like this. Is anybody pressing charges? No. Do the police have the video? No. We good. Yeah. I, I mean, because you'd rather deal with. The excitement and the jersey sales and the crowds going nuts over somebody like Kareem Hunt. And then if there's fallout, you deal with it later. Yeah. Because let's be honest here. Has there had has there been anything that's come out in the NFL besides the crazy crap with the uh with the um flag protesting that has put any kind of significant dent in the NFL making money? Yeah. It is very easy to apologize and to move forward. The only surprise I see is how quickly they were to put him on the exempt list and what's the path forward from there. But let's be honest. If he didn't go on the exempt list, and this is what is crazy to me about the NFL, it's such a closed-knit society. Player X screws up. The team for Player X comes out and says, this is just reprehensible. They are no longer a part of our organization. The second they're gone... 31 other teams are scrambling to pick them up. So suddenly, they were not good enough to play for that organization. And again, I'm not defending anything here. But that organization is now obligated to release that person, and they suffer for it. But suddenly, 31 other teams can pick them up. They become a quote-unquote rehabilitated person. They've learned from their mistakes, and they move forward. Let me just put this into perspective. If I get in trouble running a Chick-fil-A for pissing in the middle of the floor and I get fired (laughs) from a Chick-fil-A, 31 other Chick-fil-A's are not scrambling to pick me up. All Chick-fil-A's are now off the table Well, probably a Chick-fil-A in Florida would hire you. They actually would promote me to (laughs) district manager. but, But the point I'm making here is that in any other working fashion, if you fuck up your resume and pull a Kareem Hunt, you're unhireable in a lot of... Your spaces, but for sports, 
that franchise or that group lets you go, but all the other teams, suddenly you're on the table and you're, you're cool. It, and he didn't really seem very remorseful. Have you all seen any of the clips of him uh, in whatever? I don't know who was interviewing him. Uh, yeah. But I, I read some of the stuff, and he was apparently very, like, upset, but it seemed like he was more upset about getting caught and yeah. losing his job. And he's like... You know, I, you know, I'm looking into you know therapy sessions and having therapy or, or doing this or that. And she goes, "Well, have you started since you know fe- February?" No, I really haven't. Like whoever his PR firm is should definitely be fired. Yeah, yeah, there I should mean, have been a guy standing ridiculous. right next to him answering those yeah. for him, basically. Um, but on lighter, more exciting news, Sharkhandrick West signed with the Chiefs today. Yeah. That is a F-Words pod Sharknado warning. <laughs> oh, no. I, I wish I had a siren. <laughs> How do you not have a tornado siren? If I heard that, I would be so irritated yeah. that I was going to die after hearing that noise, alerting me to a tornado. Sharkhandrick West, baby. He's back just in time for the fantasy football yep. playoffs. Um, so let's move on to our fun award topics. We've got the three quarter of the year awards. So let's move through them. <laughs> just trying to work that drop in. He, it's, he just wants to push buttons. <laughs> he just wants to push It's buttons. like giving your kid a Casio keyboard for Christmas. Yeah. They're going to love it, but 30 seconds later, you're going to fucking regret putting batteries yeah. in that thing. Yep. I just love the tongue rolls. <laughs> uh, of, sounds like a bunch of turkeys. So <laughs> let's start with MVP, the most valuable player. Who is your. 2018, three quarters of the year MVP. Uh, Drew Brees next. <laughs> I'm, uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. I'd like to throw a name out there. Okay. Philip Rivers should be in some kind of consideration because he's kind of on the same level of value for his team. It's not that same thinking that he's putting up career numbers like Drew Brees is, who's otherworldly. Just, just keep that name in the back of your head floating around. I, you know. He definitely needs to be I, in that top five, top ten yeah. conversation. I can't believe I'm going to defend him because I just cannot stand Philip Rivers and his nine kids. And blah. Well, but eight kids and nine's on the way. Expecting nine. Yeah. yeah. Let's, he's going to cap it at ten. Let's be honest. He's going to have ten kids, right? But I can't believe I'm going to defend him. But after that game last night, I, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I, I could I could make that argument And now that I've got that disgustingness yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going Drew Brees. I mean, right. let's, let's just – Keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, so let's go non QB, non QB, offensive player of the year. Gurley. I'm still sticking with Gurley. Gurley. I, I don't think I'm getting off that train. No Thielen. No. Thielen disappeared pretty much during that Patriots a couple, game. A couple of bad games. I don't feel like Gurley ever disappears. He may not always be on the run game, but he makes moves and plays. On, I, I think that is something that is needs to be out there. Is that he's just always there. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't want to turn this into a podcast where we all just name the same people, but I have to agree. I mean, Thielen probably would have been someone I would have gone to, but he's kind of disappeared. Yeah. And if you'd asked me a few weeks ago, I probably I might have even tolerated hearing something like Tyree Kill. But yeah. no, you've had, they've had games where they've disappeared. And uh, I, I think you could, if there was, consistent. if this wasn't Offensive Player of the Year and this was Offensive MVP non QB. I think you would have a lot of cases for people like Tyreek Hill. I I would I would even throw out Zeke Elliott as a yeah. non QB MVP uh, candidate for his team. 
I, I think there are players like that, it, uh, but I don't. I think when you just talk about an offensive player of the year, it, it's got to be Todd Gurley. And I, you know, I, I I'm going to skew the the rule set here a little bit and and throw out the last couple of games, but James Conner just for having to yep. step up to Bell's shoes. I mean, not only did he step up, he he pretty much made the Steelers just forget about him. So, yeah. you know, he's been impressive. Uh, of course. Uh, I would love to work Mahomes in there because that's just so much fun to watch, but I don't want to go QB with that one. So, yeah, I'll go yeah. Gurley for argument's sake. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's Gurley. Yeah. He's, he's my he's, special yeah. boy. He's my fantasy MVP. <laughs> Your special baby boy. <laughs> it's Todd Ball, baby. Um, <laughs> let's uh, move on to Defensive Player of the Year. Let's see, uh, let's see where you guys are out of that. I'm still at Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, his, it's just because you saw that picture of him with the shirt off. I mean, I'll give it to ridiculous. him for that fucking picture. It's ridiculous how pack. he's built. There's no reason why a 290 pound man should have an eight pack. And that is horrifying. And before yesterday, I got some of the stats for defensive player of the years and all this stuff. But this is before yesterday. Uh, no, actually, this one actually is for today. Uh, Aaron Donald in his last nine games has averaged 1.83 sacks, 2.22 tackles for loss, and 3.44 quarterback hits per game. So until week three, he had um, his first three games, he had zero sacks. He's at 16.5 now in the last nine games. 20 tackle for losses and 31 of his 32 quarterback hits on the season came in his last nine games. Fucking sick. He is, And I'm going to find the clip so I, I don't sound like a idiot when I say this next time, but there is footage of him with a sack this year, and I don't even know who it was, the quarterback he sacked, but he runs into the backfield, grabs the quarterback, slings him to the ground, and just keeps running to go celebrate. Never hits the ground, <laughs> never even bends his knees to take him down to the ground in the tackling motion. He just simply throws him down like he's throwing an eight-year-old out of a minivan yeah. and just keeps running. <laughs> it's so fucking impressive. Yeah, there, there was a clip I mean, we could do this all day, just trading Aaron Donald stories. But there was a clip where he – I think it was from last week um, – where he was getting double teamed by a guard in the center. And he just does this, like, double rip move. And <laughs> just, like – Just uppercuts him. Yeah, he just uppercuts everybody and just runs through, like, strips the quarterback, throws him to the ground. And then, like, of course, that was, like, the game-winning play for, for the Rams yeah. or whatever. I but, just – I just want to put on. I just want to put on a Miles Davis album, pour myself a glass of scotch, and watch his sack reel right? <laughs> all year. Yeah. I just just want to have a nice evening of me alone with his sack footage. I'm and trying to sound exactly how I said it. I'm trying to remember how that tweet went that I read you just uh, like a few hours ago about Aaron Donald. It was something about how. Oh, I can't. It's remember. porn. Yeah, it's, it's basically football porn. It's like watching Aaron Donald play a football game, like just putting it, putting on the Rams game, and just watching Aaron Donald is like watching. I can't remember what it was. What was he it? Said something about it was he was making a movie reference, and I'll just oh, it's like it's like watching the end of Man on Fire when it. Denzel Washington's just killing people with rocket launchers and. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Ramming dynamite up people's asses <laughs> <Yeah>. or something—it's <laughs> just ridiculous. So actually, I might—I might need to go back and change him to MVP. Oh wow! He needs to be considered. He needs to be in that conversation. No, he, I feel he like does need to be considered, and it because this is outlandish. No, it's not only is it outlandish. I, I might actually be willing to just flip flop right now and say I really hate that. That uh, Drew Brees has never gotten it, but yeah. fuck it. 
you got to reward the performance. And yeah, you want to talk about due time? It has. We haven't had like a defensive MVP since like LT back in the eighties or something. I think. And Jesus, if he doesn't deserve it. So. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. That's an interesting argument. I, don't that know I think if we I, need to consider. I, I'll, I'll allow the argument. I don't know if I'm on the <laughs> side of the argument, but I'll sure. allow it. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it really only works from a like comparing him to the other players at his position sort of thing. It doesn't necessarily work as you take him off that team. That team's now not you know eleven yeah. and one or whatever they are. But um, all right, let's move on to offensive rookie of the year. Who you got? Philip Lindsay. I'm not going it. Saquon. I knew not, it. I, you hate Saquon. You can't. You can't give him props. It's just I don't the, understand it's, it. It's the numbers are all in favor of Philip Lindsay. So if you're gonna say something good about Saquon, you got it's you're saying something better about Philip Lindsay. Saquon only has 17 more rushing yards than Lindsay does on 41 more rushes, more rush attempts. His yards per touch. So this includes receiving yards too. Philip Lindsay, 6.3 yards per touch. Saquon Barkley, 5.8 yards per touch. Move the chains rate. Lindsay gets one first down every 3.4 touches. Saquon gets one first down every 4.3 touches. Touchdown rate. Philip Lindsay, one every 19.9 touches. Uh, Saquon, one every 22.4 touches. Uh, Philip Lindsay is fourth in the NFL in rushing yards and averages a full one yard or more per rush attempt than everyone ahead of him on that list. And it's all because Barkley just has the better team. If you take Philip Lindsay out, Royce Freeman is not putting up those numbers. This team is not as explosive on offense. Philip Lindsay is the only reason, the De- and that defense are the only reason the Denver Broncos are even at 6-6 six and six right now. And Saquon, with or without Saquon, hasn't adjusted their win total at all. They could probably still be at the same wins that they are with or without Saquon Barkley. I disagree, Lebowski. I'm going to say Saquon Barkley because I just want to see the look on his face while I say hey, it. Hey, listen, I know, I know that Saquon Barkley is probably going to win it, but it's just because he's Saquon Barkley and it's the New York media. I, I don't think that's just Let's it, go though. with the New York media bias argument. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's New York media. Saquon You're has, all sheep. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> I, I will agree that Philip Lindsay is, a, is very close. He's and definitely L- 1B. And let me say this. He's undrafted. Yeah, but that doesn't. It's that, not, that should play that's, in that a should little in. bit. That, that doesn't factor in. factor in. It should. No, it should not. It just shows that Saquon. You know, yeah. Saquon's got seventy-four receptions on the year. He's he's that basically that whole offense. Okay, Odell's the offense. I mean, Odell. When's the last time Saquon threw a touchdown pass? <laughs> We're gonna go with the uh, <laughs> the the QB. Odell Come on, let, let's argument. be honest here. The only reason why Odell got to throw a touchdown pass is he's probably in the locker room bitching that he's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go try to catch the pass. Fun yeah. fact: Saquon's and then bitch only why got, dropped his own pass. Yeah, <laughs> Saquon's only got three less receptions than uh, Odell. <laughs> Seventy-seven to seventy-four. Um, all right, well, let's go to the other side of the ball. So I guess you're all Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I'm still yeah. I'm sitting on Saquon. I know Big Mike would have been. I would say. But he's not here. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, boo him, crowd. Boo, boo, boo Big Mike. Boo. Boo, 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 boo Mike boo. Miracles, boo. Boo, boo. Boo. Um, I will say that if they did a co-MVP sort of thing, if they could do a co-offensive rookie of the year sort of thing, I would be for it in this case. Yeah, I would be too. Um, let's go to the other side of the ball. Defensive rookie of the year. Who you got? I, I couldn't decide. There's three there's three rookies that 
you could choose from that I think they could all be dis- deserving. There's Derwin James, Bradley Chubb, and Darius Leonard. You didn't even put Van Der Esch in there, huh? No, I think I don't think Van Der Esch is as good. I think he's came on, but I don't think he's really defensive rookie of the year talk. I think everybody, if he didn't play for the Cowboys, I don't think anybody would be that impressed. He's doing pretty good. I mean, he's doing pretty good, but he's not doing as good as these three guys. I mean, Derwin James has got 78 tackles, uh, 3.5 sacks, nine passes defended, and that's third at the safety position. Van Der Esch has 102 tackles, my friend. Yeah, but this is a safety at 78 tackles, and he has two interceptions. He has 15 pressures on 46 pass rushes, and according to Pro Football Focus, most of any safety in the NFL. And no safety in the last 30 years has ever won, so I don't think he's going to win. But that's pretty impressive for a rookie safety. And how many does um, tackles does LVE have? Let's go back. It's 102. 102. Darius Leonard has 114, so he'd be the other one. And so if you're going to use tackles, he has 114 tackles, six sacks, one interception, and four forced fumbles. Leads the league in tackles despite missing a game. He missed a game, and he still leads the league in tackles. And six sacks for someone at that position is pretty absurd in the linebacking uh, core. And he's really probably one of the reasons they turned this defense around. And then you have Bradley Chubb, 41 tackles, but he has nine sacks, 11 tackles for loss, and 13 QB hits. And you're pretty much guaranteed to win Defensive Rookie of the Year if you reach double-digit sacks. So sacks are sexy, so I think Chubb will probably win, but I don't know if he's really the most deserving. I would say Derwin James. I would put LVE at fourth. He would be the fourth. And if Rashawn Evans had played good like he is playing now for the whole year, he'd be in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Sure. I'm going uh, Derwin James. I think I may go Darius Leonard. I can see I can see the argument for that as yeah. well. Lebowski. I don't know. It's hard. It's a it's a hard race to cho- to choose. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll go with Derwin James just because I have to make a choice. Yeah. There you go. Just make a choice. I don't know. Derwin James. Uh Coach of the Year. Who is I he's smiling in a weird way. I feel like this is gonna be upsetting. I'm gonna let y'all do your, your alls first. I feel like I'm gonna might steal your thunder. Let's start with Lebowski. Who you got, Coach of the Year? Why do you have to start with me? <laughs> I want to know why he's smiling first. Let's go with Keith. All right, my Coach of the Year is going to be Matt Nagy. Eh, I can see it. First year head coach. Yeah. Eight and four. This team. Let's let's. Okay, so my rationale for this is not just most wins, which seems to be most people's. It's expectations versus reality yeah. and what, what you thought this team was going to be coming into the year. But those were your expectations. You were down on the Bears. I feel like a lot of people were down on the Bears. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I can see that. I, I, can see, I can see him being coach of the year. I'm actually kind of surprised that anybody mentioned his name. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trubisky's not an elite quarterback by any measure. But, I mean, that offense is better with Trubisky somehow. Yeah. And, and he was able to get one good game out of Chase Daniel. Uh, with Trubisky out, right. and he, the only reason probably they lost that game yesterday was because Trubisky wasn't playing, and they chose to pr- preserve him. He could have played, but they want to keep him healthy for the long run right. because they know right now they're running away with that division. That's probably the worst division in football right yeah. now yeah. is the NFC North, and they're running away with it, so why put your right. someone out there to get injured? Yeah, uh, and I mean, it's just uh, – it's insane. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's the, a Sean McVay effect. I mean, yeah. he's kind of like the, this year Sean McVay, except for he's 
got a lot further along to go with Trubisky than right. anybody did with Jared Goff. And that was the main thing that I kept seeing whenever I would compare him to the other coaches who were maybe a little bit more successful win-loss record-wise. Is like I would look at their quarterback. Mahomes is a very good quarterback. Yeah, Breeze is a very good quarterback. Um, Goff's a good quarterback. <clears throat> We've got you know all those people very good. But then you get down and you got Trubisky, and somehow he's making this work. So, yeah. what about you? I want to know what that smile's about. I mean, I, I just figured everybody was going to choose like Andy Reid or someone like that. Uh, I didn't think anybody was going to choose anybody different than what we've already talked about. But I'm going Pete Carroll. Yeah? Pete Carroll, Coach of the Year. Ric Flair. I mean, we all thought this team was going to be dog shit. We thought that he lost the locker room, that they lost so much on defense that they would not be any good on defense. They would just be a train wreck. And right now, if I'm anybody in the NFC, I don't want to face the Seahawks right now. They are on a roll. If they, They'll sneak into the playoffs in that wild card card spot and it's probably not going to be really sneaking they'll probably get double digit wins and um i don't know if i want to play anybody i don't care if you're the rams or if you're the saints i don't know if i want to play the seahawks right now because pete carroll has this team believing in themselves again it's very reminiscent of the last time they went to the super bowl or with russell when he, on his rookie year just the team you didn't really know anybody on the team then. Yeah. You got to know them because – but Pete Carroll brought the most out of everybody. He he is a motivator for a coach. And he has brought the best out of everybody. Bobby Wagner is still playing at a high level right now. Mm-hmm. They have been without K.J. Wright. But they seem to just believe in themselves. It's, it's them versus everyone else. And yeah. I think that that's a uh, – something for Pete Carroll to hang his hat on then I think he's coach of the year candidate. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. It's pretty impressive that, uh, you're considering him for that, considering we were talking about him being a hot seat candidate yeah. earlier in the year. Yeah, Cause we really didn't think that he was going to be able to overcome anything. And then all he's done is just, he's just been, he's, he's just this. I don't, I just don't get it. It's, yeah. They should not be this good. Right. Yet I am deathly afraid for any team that has to face them. Yeah. That's a good point. Lebowski. I'm going to be predictable and go Andy Reid. Yeah? Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think it was uh, a huge surprise that uh, that they moved on from Alex Smith. But, Jesus, they moved on from Alex Smith, and that offense is fucking rolling. Yeah. I mean, good move to make at the time. And I, I like seeing it. I, what I really liked is that, I mean, Jesus, they lost Kareem Hunt over the weekend, and they, it looks like they didn't miss a fucking beat. Yeah, they, I didn't, mean, <laughs> they didn't look different at all. Mahomes still threw four fucking touchdowns. It, yeah. it just I think it was, a, it was a good move on Andy Reid to go ahead and just pull the trigger. You know, let's, let's uh, see what Mahomes has got and, uh, and to get rid of Alex Smith, and it's, it's paid off big time. I, I do hate making that pick, though, because it seems like it's an easy one. I really like your pick of, uh, of Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah, I think if Big Mike was here, he would definitely have, he'd call us all idiots and it's Sean McVay, Sean, Sean McVay. McVay, it's got to be Sean McVay, <laughs> Sean McVay. Then he would like take a big bite of a turkey leg and probably you know throw it at someone. Yeah, he's very physically abusive when he's yeah. in here. That's not true. Um, so let's move on to comeback player of the year. Who do you got? I mean, there's only re- two real choices, and they're both in our division. It's either Andrew oh, yeah. Luck or J.J. Watt, and yeah. I'm probably going to go – I have Andrew Luck written down, but after this performance against the Jaguars, can I in good conscience give him an award? No, I think I'm going to go J.J. Watt. (laughs) 
I'm going JJ. I'm going JJ game. Watt. And I just want to get that over with. Yeah, I'm going Andrew Luck. Uh, the the kid's been balling out of control. Um, he's what? Let's see, where is he on here? He's eighth in passing yards for the season, and he's second in passing TDs. Yeah. Uh, like that is uh that's impressive after we were speculating whether or not you would even be able to throw a football just a few months ago. Yeah, and he's starting to like Mo Ali Cox and yeah. Zach Pascal <laughs> in, in the <laughs> Detroit Rogers. Detroit's least favorite person, Eric Ebron. Yeah. Like that is uh that's impressive. That's you can feat. you can have one bad game as a quarterback <clears throat> and have a good season. Let's let's take it easy. No, I mean I know you, you I know. don't you don't Put up zero points against the Jags. That's if you're gonna put up zero points. That's one of the few teams that you could probably do. You should have done it against with. us. If you're gonna I put know. up zero points, you put up I zero know. points against us. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Well, there, there's our awards, so you know exactly uh, exactly you know, who's gonna win. You know how I. You know how we feel. At least you know that. Yeah. And we could be completely fucking wrong. We probably are. Yeah. Once. Uh, I don't know. Something crazy happens, and Todd Gurley ends up MVP. We'll see. But that'd be uh, crazy. Let's uh, let's get to our our segment called "Back to the Future Thursday Night Football Recap" from Wednesday that you're listening to on Friday, presented by Football and Other F Words. Let's do it. So wait a minute. Is this for? Is this for? Okay, never mind. So Jaguars versus Titans. That was weird. The lights just. <laughs> Turn bright for some reason. Really bright. I think we're being abducted by aliens. Yes. So we're, but so we're going to keep potting. We're going to predict our own game that we did another podcast about. Yep. We're going to predict the game on Thursday night, the Jaguars versus Titans game that hasn't happened yet. Okay. We're going to tell you what happened in that game. Oh, great. So we're going to put a minute on the clock. Ready. And go. I cannot believe that they had a TV in the ambulance when they were taking me for alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I, I got to—I didn't get to—I got to see the whole game. I can't believe that Leonard Fournette got suspended twice in one game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's fair that the Titans are able to use the F-18 flyovers to drop our running backs into the end zone. <laughs> I feel like that that's not fair, but we're playing the Jags, so I didn't give a fuck. I like mm-hmm. that uh, Blake Bortles did come in to try to turn the team around, and then immediately threw three pick sixes on one pass throw. I don't know how it happened, but we got 21 <laughs> points off that one pass. And you watched all this on the TV? Yeah, in the ambulance. In the ambulance. Yeah. Well, okay. Traffic was bad. It, it took a while. I, I felt bad when it took about 15 minutes to dig up Barry Church from the ground after Marcus Mariota stiff-armed him so hard he, they couldn't physically remove him from the ground without heavy uh, construction equipment. The fact that he blasted out the other side of the planet is really kind of what <laughs> He showed up really in China. <laughs> showed up yeah. in China. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. That's, that's it. That's our time. It was a good game. Yeah. It's a 45 to 7, Titans. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. 45 to 2. 45 <laughs> to 1. Because there is a one-point play in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's right. Isn't that's it? Right. Isn't it Don't you, ask me to explain it. Because it's... It has to do with your two-point try, right? Your two-point try, and then it gets fumbled out of the end zone, but the other team recovers it and runs it into the end zone or some shit like that? I don't know. I don't know how it yeah, works. But there is a one-point play. It's, has it ever happened? Do we know? It's never happened. It came very so. close. A couple weeks ago, the Patriots almost pulled it off. It's never happened in the NFL. Damn. So well, there's this game. your trivia this fucking game. fact. Yeah. 
Uh, do we have a beats and box scores? We don't, chance? sadly. No. Okay. My victim was supposed to be Mike Miracles, but womp, womp, he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll get after his ass next week. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, Effers. Uh, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, if you would be so kind. It helps us uh, get the podcast out there and get more awesome people like yourself listening to the show. Uh, make sure to visit Music City Miracles for all your Titans analysis and news. And uh, get at us on Twitter at, at EffortsPod. I'm there He's every there. day. It's Mr. Lebowski on Twitter. Is there anything else you want to pimp out? No, you can come annoy me. I, I'm technically on Twitter, at Internet Keith, but I will never say anything. No, keep after his ass, all right? <laughs> he actually logged into Twitter last night. We need more, we need, need more participation. I think people him. just need to constantly tag him. And stuff. Constantly tag him. Yeah, it's like an elf when the Santa Claus meter goes down. Yeah. If more people start tagging me, I'll, I'll fly. That's how that happens. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because the, the meter's practically dead right now. <laughs> well, we are football and other F-words, and you've just been effed. Go pour myself a glass of McAllen and watch Aaron Donald sack videos. <laughs> it's me in a bathrobe and just, nothing else. Just a smoking jacket, a cigar, a glass of scotch. Dark room. Miles Davis. Yeah. Somebody walks in, you close the laptop real fast. It's like, were you watching Aaron Donald videos again? You'd yes. rather admit to watching porn. <laughs> no, it's just porn, I swear. No, it's just porn, honey. This just, just nasty porn. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.